Our scripture lesson for today comes from Ephesians. We're looking at Ephesians chapter 5, verses 8 through 14. I invite you to turn now there with me in your own text if you have that available. If you don't, you can find it in the order of worship provided. Hear now the word of the Lord. For once you were, you were darkness, but now in the Lord you are light. Live as children of light. For the fruit of the light is found in all that is good and right and true. Try to find out what is pleasing to the Lord. Take no part in the unfruitful works of darkness, but instead expose them. For it is shameful even to mention what such people do secretly. But everything exposed by the light becomes visible. For everything that becomes visible is light. Therefore it says, Sleeper, awake, rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. And together we say, thanks be to God. So I wonder, have you taken a look at the moon lately? Yes, the moon, that big round thing that's up in the sky at night and sometimes during the day, the thing that, you know, isn't really made of cheese, but it's sometimes kind of fun to think that it's a big ball of Swiss cheese up there. Yeah, that moon. Have you looked at it lately? Because for millennia, humanity has been fascinated by the moon. Truly, as long as human beings have been documenting their experiences, the moon has showed up in our history. It is considered by many to be romantic, mysterious, powerful, even alluring. Entire civilizations have even based their entire lifestyles around it and developed calendars just based off of the cycles of the moon. But have you thought about how it works? Have you considered how it gives the earth light when the sun is hidden? We are in the middle right now of two supermoon encounters. A supermoon is that is a time of a full moon when the moon is also in its closest position to the earth. And so during this time in which we are in between two supermoons, we saw one just recently uh, back in, I think, March 9th or 10th, maybe it was 8th and 9th, and then there's another one coming up around April 10th. And so we're right in the middle of it, and it has prompted me to consider what it means to live as children of the light, as our passage suggests. You see, the moon is basically a dull mirror which reflects the light of the sun even when the sun is on the other side of the earth. And a full moon is when there is nothing obstructing the light from, uh, from the sun shining directly on the moon. Anytime that the moon is not a full moon, maybe a crescent moon, or you don't see the moon at all, that's because the earth is partially or completely covering the moon from the light of the sun. That said... The moon only does its job because of the physics of light. Now, I bet you didn't think that you were going to be getting a lesson on astronomy and on optics physics today, but I promise it does fit well with our passage. So while we're on the subject of light, nothing can be seen without some amount of light. It's just not possible. If there isn't some amount of light present, we can't see anything. In fact, when you look at something, whatever that might be, say you're looking at this pulpit here, whatever you are looking at, you are not technically seeing that thing. In the physics of light, you aren't actually seeing this. You are only seeing light reflecting off of it. 
and the color of the thing that you were looking at is determined by what wavelength of light is able to be reflected off of it, and the depth that you see is based off of the shadows that that light casts. And so when it is dark out, we see less because there is less light to do the reflecting off of the objects. Darkness, if you think about it, darkness is simply the absence of light. Consider the fact that there is only so, uh, so dark that things can get. Darkness is limited. We can get to the darkest of dark and that's it. But light has no limit to how bright it can get. Every single day, astronomers are discovering more and more and more stars that are putting off brighter lights than we had ever registered before. Darkness is just the absence of light. And this is what the author of Ephesians was writing whenever he's whenever saying everything becomes visible. Everything that becomes visible is light. Everything that becomes visible is simply light. It's the way in which we see the world. It's the way in which we can witness the things around us. So, what does this mean for us today? I promise I'm not just going to stick to all the physics of this today. Because God is, by nature, light. In other words, God is that which illuminates all things in the darkness. As we draw nearer to God, we are able to see more in our world. As we might pull further away from God, we might feel blinded or like we are left in darkness. But also, what the author of Ephesians, our text, is calling us to do is to reflect the light of God in the world. In, in other words, we are essentially being called to be like little moons, reflecting the light of God in the midst of the darkness. I mean, isn't it amazing that even when the sun is on the other side of the earth, the moon still stands as a source of light for us in the darkness. We are called to do the same thing, to live as children of the light. And so, to use a metaphor here, and I do recognize that all metaphors break down at some point, if God is the sun, big bright light, if God is the sun, then there are times in people's life that they can't evidently see God because of some circumstances. They can't see God entirely, whatever may be clouding their vision. But at other times in their life, they can see God. They can see God evidently, and it's very clear that God is all around them, covering them, washing them, illuminating their world. We can call the times in which we can't really see God at work the nighttime, and we can call the times when we can see God at work the daytime. In the midst of the nighttime of people's lives, we have the capacity to reflect the light of God so that, so that they can see hope and feel the love of God. Even in times when whatever circumstance a person might be going through, or maybe they are just rejecting God completely and closing their eyes, we still have the capacity to shine as little moons reflecting the light of God into the darkness. However, this requires some work on our end. Because in the same way that the moon is brighter at times and dimmer at other times, so too might we reflect God's light more or less in our own lives. 
Just like the earth can block the light of the sun from reflecting off of the moon, so too can worldly distractions get in the way of us being able to reflect God's light. Maybe there are some things that we tend to uh, prioritize before God, and we put that right in front of us so that we can't even see the light of God, just the same way as the earth sometimes covers the light of the sun from the moon. Those things that get in our way end up distracting us from God, leaving us in our own world of darkness. So we must draw nearer to God to be light in the world. We must draw nearer to God to be light. For the less we have between us and God, the more light we will be able to shine around us. But if there's too much in our way, we end up blocking the light of God from our own lives and can't reflect it that well in that case. So we must draw nearer to God. And to that end, we must remember a few things. We must remember that we cannot be the light in the world without God. We cannot be the light in the world without God. Ephesians 5.8 tells us, once you were darkness... But now, in the Lord, you are light. It is only in the Lord, only in the Lord, that we are light. And apart from the world, from the Lord, we have nothing to reflect in the world. And so, my question to challenge us today in thinking about what it means to be the children of light, to be those that reflect the light of God, my question today is, Are we willing to move beyond the things that block the light of God in our lives and reflect the light needed in a world of darkness? Are we willing? Because that's the thing, it requires some effort on our part. Are we willing? If so, if we are willing, then we need to remember a few things. The first, we need to remember that we are not the sun. We are not the sun. We are only mirrors. We can only reflect the light of God in the world of darkness. God is the source of light. We simply reflect that light for others to be able to see whenever they can't see God. We also need to remember that we can't let distractions get in our way. For just as when the the earth covers the sun from the moon, it does not shine as brightly, so too whenever we have other things in our life blocking us from the light of God, we don't shine as brightly. And then lastly, we remember that this means showing up in the darkness. This means showing up in the times when it's hard, in the times when we, when we might be uncomfortable, in the times when it doesn't seem possible to show up. We are called to show up in the darkness. I love the way that this excerpt from Ephesians ends. It ends by saying, Sleeper, awake! Rise from the dead and Christ will shine on you. It's this reminder that there is a light waiting to cover us and reflect off of us. If only we get up and get out into the world to shine because of it. It requires us getting up. It requires us moving. It requires us being active. We have to be willing. And so, 
I hope, moving forward, that we can take the light of Christ into the dark places of the world and let it shine through our acts of random kindness. Because in our acts of random kindness, we are able to reflect God most brightly. Let us also light up the world like little moons who, like the moon itself, serve as a reminder that the sun is still there even when we can't see it. Consider that. We serve as reminders that the sun is still there even when it can't be seen, just like the moon does. So let us go be little moons reflecting the light of God in the world. And let us pray together.